0: the Eurovision Song Good evening, good evening, good afternoon. Welcome back to the Do's Poire podcast for Do's News on this beautiful Friday, May the 6th, 2022. My name is Jack. This is my co host, Liz, who you will remember carried the show all by herself very fantastically last week. Oh, Hello, my, Liz. Back,
1: my back is still <laughs> sore from the weight <laughs> carrying this podcast all by myself. But can I be the first to say, it's alive! You're alive, Jack! You kicked COVID in the balls. Well done and welcome back.
0: Thank you, thank you. It wasn't as um terrible as you might think because I wasn't on the show, but my voice was absolutely just knackered all week last week. So luckily I had all my vaccines. I had my booster. Mm-hmm. Um, so that really just it was a great help in not getting really bad COVID, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so I'm very grateful for that. But, yeah,
1: it just kind of knocked me around a little bit. The slightly awkward thing is, uh, dear listeners, Jack sounded exactly as he sounds right now. He doesn't actually realise <laughs> this is his voice. Nobody tell him. I don't have the heart to tell him. Am I that screeching
0: noise on every episode of Do's Voice? <laughs>
1: I'm like, what is that high pitched wailing? <laughs> Can't stand it. Oh my lord. I'm so glad that you feel better. Like, has anything dropped off? Did anything drop off, drop in, drop out?
0: <laughs> no, everything was pretty much the same, actually. Oh. Um it was I started off with a bit of a sore throat. Uh-huh. Next night I did have a mild fever. Yep. Yeah. Um, but once that fever broke, it was just just coughing for a few days and now I'm back to normal. Bit, so bit of a if you're not cough. fully vaccinated, a little bit of spice. spicy Do you cup?
1: kind of feel like a bit of a letdown? A bit of a letdown after all the hype <laughs> of the COVID? Are you a bit like this wasn't the <laughs> grand experience that I was that I was hoping for? You know what? Mm-hmm. I absolutely
0: don't feel that way at all. It, it was quite weird. It was quite surreal though because you spend two years being told it's coming, it's coming, it's coming. Yeah. And it's quite daunting and scary that it's out there. Yeah. And then I got it, and I'm sitting there, and I'm like, I have COVID nineteen, you know, mm. like it's like, it's not just like oh this, it's like a real thing, you know?
1: Yeah, but you you've got COVID nineteen in 2022. It's a bit blase, Jack. I'm just. It saying. is very blase. It's I a got little it about bit three years ago.
0: 880 days after it started, I finally got on the bandwagon. Do you so.
1: do you think you got the real genuine COVID or you just got like <laughs> ironically the wish version? I don't because it was just so mild and unimpressive it was very mild but again i'm not going to attribute that to
0: anything wrong with 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 the virus i'm sure the virus was doing its bloody best to take over but i do attribute it all to the vaccine i
1: don't think it's listening the, I, jack i don't think we can't lose the
0: covid audience <laughs> we cannot
1: <laughs> no you know what fuck you covid fuck you you're a jerk i'm saying it i don't care what anyone says and i will not keep your name out of my mouth you're a jerk you hear me covid a jerk see me outside what do you think about that? We'll go viral now. <laughs>
0: oh, pun intended. Yeah. Uh, just do go get your vaccines. Honestly, they're, they're magic science. And then get I your just... booster. And then get your booster <gasps> as well. If you I, do you know
1: what I did today? I got in one arm, I got my booster. And in the other arm, I got my flu vaccine. Yay. Come at me, bro.
0: Can they do that? Yeah. I thought you had to wait like two weeks. Nah, Uh-oh. the internet
1: said get on it, dude.
0: All right, cool.
1: The internet wouldn't lie.
0: No, never has, never will. Hey, Eurovision, Woo! this is what we're here for. It is a week and a half away. <gasps> rehearsals have begun. And I think that's where we should probably start, because there is a lot to talk about with Eurovision rehearsals this year. <gasps> what? what?
1: What? What's happening? What's happening?
0: Okay, now you, you've you seen the stage design for Turin, of course, right? It had those big, beautiful arches that spun around and were all theatrical. Yep, yep. Well, they're stuck. Oh, they're stuck backwards oh. without LEDs on them. Oh. And they cannot be moved. What? And they will not be moving them. But just get a crowbar in. Give them a nope. get a bit of WD forty. But here's the thing they will turn around the LEDs for the interval act performances, but for the actual contestants, they will be using the black solid side that has some basic lights on it. Like like, like stage lights, not like LEDs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it looks atrocious. It is.
1: What do you mean? Like, if they've got a week and a half, how can't they get someone like, get Jim's fix it in? Like, if they need some numbers, I'll get the yellow pages. Like, I'm sure we can find somebody. (laughs) You know what? It's a week and a half. We can fly in some electricians from Australia. We'll get it sorted, mate. The thing is, though, it's
0: clearly not that they can't do it because they're going to turn these things around for the interval acts. I think they're just worried that if they turn it around for the actual performers Uh and it breaks down, they won't be able to use it for anyone else. So they've just decided no one is using it. They won't even turn it around, keep it solid, and just have the LED screens. They're just going to not have the LED screens. And, Liz, you, you will be stunned. It looks so... But
1: people spend their whole year around getting the whole stage as one big part. What if that was the key part of your performance? Like that's where your doves were exploding from or, you know, what do you do with a week and a half out? You have to change your whole stage production.
0: So this has actually been a major thing. Lithuania especially really wanted to use the moving uh, archways to kind of, you know, like make it like the sun and all that kind of stuff. Ukraine, mm-hmm. obviously the big favourites this year, actually rehearsed, I think it was yesterday or today, yeah. Um, and their backdrop is, well, I don't know if you want to hear this because it might be a little bit of a spoiler, but it is a crying face with the eyes dripping tears. And the uh, the eyes were meant to drip tears down onto the stage that then flood onto the LEDs on the floor and make, like, an ocean of tears. Oh, that
1: would be amazing!
0: The problem is they've got the backing stage, but you can barely see the eyes because of this giant rainbow-shaped kind of black sun that blocks it all. I mean, I'm sure it'll still be effective. Everyone knows Ukraine are going to win the televote by 100 million points. Like...
1: Because it's an excellent song. But, yes, continue.
0: uh, We will debate this later. But, yeah, it just seems like such an oversight. Everyone made jokes about, oh, remember Italy in 1991? That was a clusterfuck. Turns out it's still a clusterfuck in 2022.
1: I just, I find this ridiculous. Just, oh, we're a bit worried, so we're just not going to run it. No. This is your big night. You have a week and a half to just... Test the shit. You you know what? It's not just a week and a half. You've had a year to get this shit up and running and have it working like an oils machine. This is – I'm not happy about this.
0: I'm also not happy about it. None of the contestants are happy about it. It's just – it's become a big – I don't know what the word is for it. It's, it's a big it's, it's a, a big embarrassment. It's a blot on RAI for not being able to to put this together correctly. You know? Do you
1: think that they've just been telling people that they're gonna leave it so that there'll be some big drama so then everyone will be more impressed when it actually moves um in the semifinal? Uh yes, under promise over delivery. Exactly. I cannot give her any more, Captain. I cannot <laughs> give her any more as a Scotsman sumps it.
0: Now, here's another thing with rehearsals Mm. that you might have an opinion on. Um, Obviously, Italy is sending Mahmoud and Blanco Uh with the song "Brevity." I'm sure you've heard "Brevity" already. Um, There is some controversy. In fact, let's play it. There's a little bit of
1: controversy, controversy, controversy.
0: Because Blanco will not be at the first rehearsal because he has touring commitments in other cities. What?! Now, people are saying, this is Eurovision. This isn't just like another date on your touring calendar. Yeah. You should be there to make sure you're representing your country, right? It's really irking a lot of people. Yeah. That this guy is going to tour elsewhere and then just show up kind of right before it starts. He'll be at the second rehearsals, yeah. apparently. Um, So there is like, you know, it's not like he's actually just phoning it in until the night, but yeah, it irks people.
1: Well, it's not just that. I mean, it could seriously affect their performance. it's the reason that you have the um and it's not just about ho, oh, oh, we'll practice it if you don't know, you know, the lyrics or your steps by now. It's about checking um the levels, like getting the levels for the microphone ready for what yep. they have to set your microphones for for your performance. And the reason that you have the second one is that you test the adjustments that you've made after the first one. So essentially what you're doing is you're getting up there after, oh, only one shot. We're going to adjust it. We think this will sound better, but we're not 100%. Who's happy yes. with that? This is your once-in-a-lifetime shot, unless, of course, it is goes on to be your second, third, and fourth and – fifth shot unless you yeah unless
0: you become the italian corolla this might be one of your few shots (laughs) or apparently mahmud who's back anyway uh, for the second time so yeah that is wrinkling a few noses both those pieces of information is wrinkling a few noses so
1: well speaking about the the mahmud and blanco's performance remember before you got sick we had a little poll um, on our pod, uh, podcast because there was rumours about something, you know, special and extraordinary going to happen in the Italian uh, performance That's right. that they wanted to save for the grand final. What did our listeners suggest with? Did they, did they guess it? What did they come up with?
0: Of course, we had some rather standard guesses, I'd say, in the form of they're going to jump in the pool at the end, they're going to kiss nice. each other. Um, there were some more outlandish ones. My favorite of which of course was
1: jetpacks. Oh, there will be jetpacks on the Eurovision stage, which is a bit weird. I would vote for that. How good would that be though? Especially if you're shitty, take your mind off the shitty LEDs.
0: Oh my God. I can't believe that. Um, so yeah, there were some rather outlandish. You're not going to tell us what the actual... News-wise well, or...
1: okay. This is not. Def- this isn't news. This isn't an announcement of what they're secretly actually going to do. This was just, you know, the rumor. A rumor behind, mm-hmm. you know, a bit of gossip. You and me, you know, just around the water cooler. The rumor was that making a bold statement for L B G T Q I T A.
0: At least you got the L and the G in the right order. I'll take it as a win.
1: Uh, this was going to believe, I believe it was suggested that this was going to be the first time that there was going to be a gay man-on-man passionate kiss on the Aww. Eurovision stage. Because, of course, we've seen, you know, the ladies kissing before and that caused um, some controversy for two uncles and a granddad. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Of course, you know, it happened with Maddie, baby. Um, at the end, she surprised us all. She married the bartender lady. Yep. Um, So they had a bit old smooch rooney But I, I actually can't remember two men kissing before on the Eurovision stage. Two men
0: kissed during uh, when Sweden hosted in 2013. Uh, but that was in the crowd. In the, yeah. No, 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 no. That was in the Interval Act with – um pietra when she did her swedish smorgasbord and she dressed up as a as an or as like an ordained minister and went i now pronounce you blah blah blah, you may kiss the groom Uh, and then they kissed each other lithuania a couple of years after that had two same-sex kisses one of which was man on man um man on man (laughs) it's just a weird way of saying (laughs) but yeah uh, it has been done before but i don't think it's ever been done Quite the way these guys might be planning on in doing like it, in like
1: a big, grandiose, like as in it's the two main stars at the end of the film they come together yeah. and have a proper, don't do that in front of your mum and dad after you've said your vows, kind of kiss, like ah, like don't we don't want to see tongue, and that that's not that's not because you are gay, it's just because you know your time and place. You know, time and place. There's a time and place. I don't want to see other people's tongues when they make out. That's all I'm saying. It's gross. <laughs> Unless I'm watching your porn, I don't I don't want to watch I don't want to see your tongue. That's all I'm saying.
0: Do you think there's a bit of a weird a weirdness around it because there is quite an age gap between the two of them? I mean there's not a huge age gap, but Mahmoud is twenty nine and Blanco is nineteen. Is that I... is that like half your age plus
1: seven? No. See, I think you're missing the whole cornerstone that is um Italian uh presenters and Italian couples, where it literally is the world's oldest man with the youngest, hottest supermodel <laughs> that he can find. That is yeah, that is a relationship couple goal. Um so I if anything, I think the controversy will be Italians will find there's not enough of an age difference. Right. <laughs>
0: They're going to have to put like an elderly filter on Mumwood. Yeah,
1: yeah, they're like, going like, to have to
0: smear the camera in Vaseline. They're
1: going to have to age him up so much <laughs> for like Italy to get on board. I think that will be the only controversy for Italy.
0: Yeah. Well, that's pretty much all of the interesting stuff about the rehearsals. Otherwise, they're going pretty fine. I mean, the only person that's really not screwed over by this giant son is Cornelia from Sweden because she brought her own, you know, the big disc thingy that she was performing with at Melody Festival. Oh,
1: my...
0: They brought that, and so (laughs) it doesn't really matter to her all that much.
1: Oh, my God, stop overachieving, Sweden. Seriously, just, like, I don't need your stage. I picked up my own stage from my Kia. <laughs> Fucking Sweden, every time, man, put your Allen key away and just just do with the stage like the rest of us. I don't know.
0: All right, it's time to talk about the odds because they've barely moved. You know, we like to talk about these on occasion. Actually, if anything, Ukraine looks more likely than ever to win it. I've never seen a country this far ahead in the odds. Uh, 44% as of last checking, which I'm absolutely certain will go up above 50 before the end of the contest. That is amazing. Yeah, definitely. There are, look, people out there are getting very upset about it. There are a lot of elements at play. It's in my top 10. It's one of my favorite songs. It's the one that gets stuck in my head most. Yeah. And I love it. I I do understand why people can get frustrated by it because... Like, oh, don't make Eurovision political, but Eurovision's always been political. everything
1: about it is political. Oh, my God, we've just banned Russia. Don't tell us it's not political.
0: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I think there are elements of, look, why did did my country, you know, people out there are saying, why did my country bother to spend all this money and put in all this time and write this song and do this whole process when almost like a a, a talking cat could have won. Actually, you know what? That, yeah, talking I would cat's pretty that. cool idea. Yeah, I would vote but, for that. But you could put, you know, like John Smith in front of a microphone, tapping the spoon on the back of his hand. Yeah, and Ukraine would probably win the televote anyway. I, no, see, I see. I see why there's a lot of I, strong feelings about it.
1: I, I don't. I don't think there's – I mean, I think yes, there are a lot of people who want to. um you know may have a feeling of you know i mean i i don't think there's anybody in the world outside of russia or belarus who doesn't stand with the ukraine you know let's mm-hmm. let's let's just say it but at the same time i mean this is this is a uh a song contest And we've seen this before, you know, there have been other countries that, you know, we have, you know, seen countries that have competed while they were at war, you know, not everybody voted for them. They didn't automatically uh, win. And I find it kind of annoying that, like, there are a lot of people just saying, oh, it's just, you know, if they win, it's just a pity vote, it's a pity vote. And I find that, like, you're just dismissing what is a great song and all the effort and time that they've put into this Performance, you know, um, yeah. so I, I think that does it a bit of disservice. And you're right. I think it's people who know their country isn't going to win are just trying to already line up their ducks to blame. It's like the writers of Cliff Richard. Oh, it's only because of you know Franco blah blah, blah that we lost. This was better. It's like oh look, it's just calm down and just know the juries are wrong. Um. <laughs> yeah, but you got to admit there. It is. It's it's a fine
0: song. It is a catchy song, but there is always going to be an element of this sympathy vote towards Ukraine as a show of solidarity that will alter a song that, on its own, I don't really think would ever have won Eurovision. I think it's fun.
1: Oh, I disagree.
0: I think if Shum didn't win in 2021, then Stefania doesn't really stand a chance in 2022. I really think you're conflating a song you like with a good song and we all know your taste in music is kind of terrible, uh, no, I think, famously terrible. No.
1: no, I like it because I think it's catchy and I think it does actually sort of tug at my little heartstrings a little bit with the the Stefania and the whole of children and their mothers and their mothers and their children and die. It kind of, it gets you a bit like, and you know me, I don't get emotional often unless there's a naked man. Um, or a cat. Or a cat.
0: Or a vegan sandwich. Or a vegan dessert mm. or a vegan cat.
1: Or Chris Isaac, but, mm. or Sarkis Ruvus But apart from then, I don't get emotional. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I, I like it. I think it's a good song. I think.
0: Oh, I agree with you. I just think, uh, I think it would be naive to assume there isn't some kind of political elements to the success of Ukraine should they win.
1: Well, look <laughs> Yeah, but then the same thing could be said, you know, it's like, you know, the you know, we've said this before, you know, people win Oscars not for that performance, but for, you know, the That's performance true. that they didn't win for. You could say the same things about Mahmoud. You know, if he wins, is is he really winning because of this song or is it a sympathy vote because of, you know, saldi, saldi?
0: You know? <laughs> can't not do the clap. You can't. As soon as you hear the clap, you're gonna go with it. I agree. Well you know what? We'll see what happens. A lot of people are saying they really don't see Ukraine winning either. So mm. I don't know. Um in second place, obviously still Italy, but by the barest of margins, mm-hmm. Sweden have caught up into second place. Uh or or about just below in third place. The UK. Very popular now is still sitting in fourth ahead of Spain. Just, and then, yeah. this is weird and new, yeah. Greece, Greece have shot up the odds, oh my- uh, which I think was always going to happen because I think it's a really good song that really just needed to be seen by a wider audience before people liked it.
1: So we'll see what happens. Why didn't you tell me they were sending Sycus Ruvas? They're not sending ah. Sycus
0: Rivas. Sycus Rivas actually died 114
1: years you, ago. Don't you even say that. He is a god. I- he will never. He will never. <laughs> he will outlive us all, as he well should. And now uh, with the odds
0: done and dusted behind us, wild predictions for 2022, our last topic for the night. Uh, what do you think is going to happen?
1: Actually, before we go into the wild predictions, yes. Do you want to let's start a new segment which is wild theories about the true meanings of songs. I love it. Let's go
0: with that instead. <laughs> I'm happy to go wherever we go.
1: Oh, my Lord. So I, I love reading, you know, craziness on the internet. There, uh, let's just say some people have taken uh, a more profound interpretation of one of this year's songs, which may appear at the beginning to be kind of a novelty song. Uh I am, of course, talking about Sub-Wolfer and Give That Wolf a Banana. Uh, People have been expressing on the internet that this is not just a song about yellow dancing bananas. This song is actually sung through the eyes of animals that share the planet with human beings. Right. And their constant fear that the ravenous, hungry wolf that just keeps eating without thinking, blood ripping from their teeth, is in fact human beings. And when they're singing about that wolf is going to eat my banana, they're talking about human beings and their mass consumption of animals on the planet and the terror that they live in being surrounded by these big teethed wolves, which is us.
0: That's an interesting take. I had heard the take that it's about coronavirus. Mm-hmm. And before that wolf eats my grandma, I give that wolf a banana, the banana being the vaccine, uh-huh. the wolf being it the
1: Well, this the, this blah, blah, blah. this interpretation was when they were saying give this wolf a banana, uh basically what they're saying is give this, you know, ravenous meat eater give them a plant-based diet. Literally give them fruits and vegetables so they'll stop eating my family. Keeping it
0: Ultra liminal.
1: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so and I was like, oh my lord. That haunted me to my core. And now I go I went back and I'm listening to like give that wolf a banana and I'm like, oh my god, hundred percent. I'm on board. And that's all I can hear now is the terror in little lambs when they see yeah. these wolves are coming.
0: Delightful. Yeah. I'm going to um go out on a limb mm-hmm. and say Spain song is about watching a video in slow mo, <laughs> <laughs> but that's about as wild a prediction as I can make. I don't know why, guys. I'm just kind of feeling that vibe.
1: Oh, okay, okay. I well, I haven't watched the swe- the Swedish one, so oh, not the Swedish, the Spanish, Spanish. one. Yeah, yeah. <gasps> oh, yeah. That reminds me. Next week, oh, we got more to talk about with Spain. Oh, we have a lot
0: to talk about. Yeah. In fact, speaking of next week. We are not going to be here next Friday because it'll be right in the smack bang middle of Eurovision week. And for a multitude of reasons, it's just not going to work publishing next Friday because Liz won't have seen either of the semifinals, mm-hmm. which means we won't really be able to talk about any news between then and the final because, I mean...
1: We live in Australia, God damn it! <laughs> we live in Australia! Why are we at Eurovision? We live in
0: Australia. So the new... Uh, plan is that we will be launching next week's episode on Tuesday, right before the first semi-final goes live. The
1: last bit of gossip, the last bit of news, the last bit of excitement has Italy got its shit together.
0: (gasps) Exactly. So we'll be right there at that last little, little part of time before Eurovision kicks off and then no episode Friday because we'll be in the middle of Eurovision season, Uh but we will be back the following week. Monday, which is like a day and a half after Eurovision. Uh So we can recap. Liz and I will watch it on Sunday night in Australia. I know it's kind of weird. I get up at 5 a.m. and watch it live. Then Liz wakes up at about 4 p.m. and rolls herself to Bob's place Uh and is fed a bunch of vegan cheeses and alcohol and watches it Sunday night. So we'll be back next Tuesday and then Monday the 16th of May – to recap everything that went down at Eurovision. Are you excited, Liz?
1: Oh, my Lord. I'm so excited. I don't know if there are enough bananas to give this wolf. (laughs) (laughs) On that note, we'll see you in just four days.
0: That's how close Eurovision is. Four days. If you don't follow us on socials, jump on there because – We're so excited we may melt.
1: I know. And if you're some kind of, like, electrician or you work in, like, props or electronics, maybe just give the Italian government a call. Uh, They could have a job for you. Big job, big job. Hush, hush. Give them a call.
0: Love you. Good night.